Hola amigos, que tal? Stuart here from Spain Speaks with a new type of video. Today I'm going to be having a weekly chat with a British guy called Johnny, who also has a YouTube channel called Millennials with Money, and we're going to be chatting about different things that are happening around the country. We'll talk about Brexit, we'll talk about a few things related to the economy, so hopefully you will find the information in these videos useful. So uh, let's go. All right, Johnny, how are you? Good to meet you. Good to meet you too, Stuart. I'm really good. Tell us something about yourself, a little bit about your background, why you came to Spain, where you're from. Yeah, so I'm originally from Newcastle in the north of the UK. Okay. Uh, originally, I was living in France uh, after I'd finished my studies. Um, I got there kind of via an Erasmus program and then an internship. Uh, I'd always loved Spain. I'd come to Spain kind of um, with my family on holiday um, as a young child. I was always kind of loved the country. And then kind of with the, the Brexit clock ticking down, if you like, and a last shot at free movement, I decided to have a roll of the dice and uh, I was fortunate enough to find a job here in Spain. Cool, so what, uh, what type of work are you involved in? I think you told me you're involved in some type of finance. You don't, yeah. you don't have to mention the company of course, but uh, just a, a bit of a background of what you do. Yeah, of course, so I work um, as kind of a financial analyst. So all that's to do with planning, budgeting, um, all that kind of stuff and analysis of kind of how the company's performing. Cool, cool. And you've also got a YouTube channel which is called Millennials with Money. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. All so, right, good. which which yeah. you started recently, I think. Huh? I did. Yes, yeah. so I started. Um, so the idea came in 2019. Um, first as a blog, uh, then during the first lockdown, evolved into an Instagram page, and then became a YouTube channel. So um, essentially, cool, cool. I give kind of my thoughts on how to save money, how to invest. I share some of my own investments on there. Um, yeah, I just try to mainly target to that millennials, but really anyone who's interested in finance can come over, watch my content um, and see what I'm all about. All right, cool. And you reached out to me and um, the idea of these videos is we're going to have a bit of a chat about what's happening around Spain, some of the some of the key issues, also looking at some of the finance issues as well, what's happening with the economy, because that's always an interesting thing. And uh, the idea is to get uh, your point of view as a, a younger uh, person, let's say, a millennial, if you like. I don't really like using that word millennial, but, <laughs> yeah. but we'll, uh, we'll throw it out there every now and again. And uh, we'll see if we agree or disagree on some of the main things that are happening in Spain and what it's like from your point of view. I mean, you know, you've got the Brexit situation, as you mentioned, uh, when we spoke a couple of days ago. And that's obviously affecting a lot of people around the country, a huge uh, British population here, which has been, as we know, affected by that. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll touch on some of those issues. So uh, some of the things you wanted to, 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 to talk about, uh, Johnny, which we'll go over today. Um, we'll get to the Brexit issue at the end, but you wanted to talk about the, um, let me see if I remember what it was. It was about the uh, the price of rents, I think, right? Renting renting mm -hmm. homes. It's come yeah. down apparently. And you said that you got a bargain recently. I did indeed, yes. So I live um, in the Madrid um, municipality of the Comunidad de Madrid. Um, I live more or less in the same area, about 20 minutes north of the center. Um, but yeah, over the course of the pandemic, I realized um, even coming to Madrid, actually, I was very surprised at the high prices of rent. Having lived in Paris, I would go as far to say it's comparable to some of the prices there, um, depending on, of course, what area you're in. Um, but yeah, I've gone from kind of a 30 meter squared interior studio to now an exterior um, 
40 meters and I've got a bedroom um, and I'm even paying less rent for it. Um, I've got fewer bills. Um, so yeah, uh, I definitely noticed a drop in the price of rent, um, particularly in Madrid. Okay, so when you first came to live in Madrid, uh, you were living um, uh, in a different area? A similar area, so yeah, in the Tetuan kind of area. Um, okay. So I lived on one side and now I live kind of on the other side of it. So not okay. too far away. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll put this into context for the viewers. So Tetuan is an area which is divided by a pretty main street called Bravo Murillo. I imagine that's the one you're talking about, right? Yeah, that's so right. So you're living on one side, which is known as the poor side, and now you've moved on to the other side, which is the, which is the wealthier side. Is that right? Other way around, actually. Oh, the but, other way um, around? You went backwards? Yeah. All right, okay, okay. But actually, yeah, the, the apartment, is, it's, it's really nice. Um, it's one of these new kind of projects, up-and-coming things. So, yeah, it's a really nice, um, really nice apartment that I found. All right, cool. And you're happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually, that's actually interesting because when I first came to Madrid, I was in that area as well. I lived in a place called Estrecho, and um, yeah. that's the name of the metro station. And my first apartment was also interior, no light, ground floor, and uh, about 30 square meters as well. So probably a similar start, Johnny, if we compare. Yeah, I think it was definitely. And I think um, when we think of the lockdown, I was going completely crazy not being well, able to imagine, go out. I can imagine. The I can only imagine. time I would see the sun, it was when I went to the supermarket to get food. So yeah, very tough yeah. times during no, that first it, lockdown. That's it. So, so during that lockdown, you, you, you obviously knuckled down and uh, had plenty of time to think about things. And, and obviously, as a result, you got your YouTube channel up and running, I suppose, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, I spent more time kind of thinking about my personal finances, about my strategy, investing and saving and all that kind of stuff. And then I thought, hey, I've got the time. Why not? Um, why not kind of share my journey with other people as well? So that's what I decided to do. Yeah. Okay, good. And um, so the price of rent's coming down. We saw the other day that it's coming down in the big cities mainly. It's come down in Madrid. It's come down in Barcelona. It's come down in Valencia or Seville. I can't remember which other city they mentioned. And that's, that's a clear result of the lack of tourists, I imagine, right? I would imagine so, yes. And I think um, it's also more difficult for people to come to Spain. I think Madrid... Um, I noted that there's quite a big expat community here as well. So with a lot less demand in the rental sector, with that kind of being shut down for two or three months that we were locked down, then definitely people can't go around and, and look for new places. Yeah. And I think as well as part of the general economy with, you know, unfortunately kind of job losses with, um, uh, you know, self-employed people who are struggling. I think, yeah, the sector kind of rentals have, have suffered as well as a result. I can imagine. I can imagine. That's right. And um, what are you doing uh, from a social point of view? Have you made friends here? Have you um, got work friends, other people that you like to hang out with? Has it been easy to make friends or, or not? Yeah, um, so I have quite a lot of, I had quite a lot of friends when I arrived here, but many of them have either were on temporary work contracts, so they've gone back home. Um, but yeah, I managed to make quite a few friends um, before kind of lockdown while we were at the office at work. Um, and also kind of, uh, I play a bit of sport, I play basketball, so I've relied on basketball kind of as social circles in the past, but obviously that's kind of competition stopped. So that's been, um, difficult to make friends there really, um, unfortunately. So it hasn't been as easy as it has when I've moved to other places. So while I was living in Paris, while I've, I've lived in London as well, 
Um, but yeah, I do have a kind of a support circle, some close friends here. Um, so yeah, really good. And what's that? Mainly uh, expats as well, or Spanish? It's a mix. So I know some expat people here, um, but I also mix with Spanish people as well. Um, I like to get integrated kind of in the local culture, you know, yeah. practice speaking the language and yeah, live the local lifestyle really. Yeah. So you learned the language before you came? So yeah, I studied it while I was at school a little bit, but kind of, you know, schoolboy Spanish kind of forgot everything. And then after I'd done my Erasmus in France, I kind of, I realized I had this passion for learning languages again and kind of got back into Spanish. Um, bought some books, uh, started watching Spanish series on, on TV, um, listened to Spanish music and it all started to come back. And then, yeah, kind of being here on holiday, coming back here and living here now. Yeah, my, yeah. my levels yeah. just keeps picking up. And what uh, what Spanish music are you into? <laughs> so a lot of the kind of urban artists actually. So the reggaeton genre, a lot of the oh, really? artists from reggaeton? yeah, a lot of the artists from Latin America I like, okay. and then kind of yeah, the urban pop artists from Spain as well. All right, that's definitely a millennial thing, Johnny. I got to because. <laughs> Yeah. Because uh, reggaeton for me, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, everybody's entitled to like what they like. That's it. So uh, that's it. Now we'll get onto the we'll get onto the the Brexit situation. Then we'll talk about a bit of um, finance. So, how's Brexit uh, affected you? You said that you got everything done, so there wasn't really an issue. You went through the process quickly. Was it smooth or? It was surprisingly smooth compared to stories that I've heard in countries like France. Um, the Spanish authorities have really made the process quite easy for us to go through. Oh. So obviously for kind of EU citizens, they'll have a little green card called a Certificado de Registro. Yeah. So I had one of these. So a lot of um, British citizens living here um, who'd registered um, had these cards. So essentially a process was set up by the authorities where you just had to take your documents uh, to Extranjería yeah. and then, um, yeah, the exchange, they would do it. And then 45 days later, you go back and pick up like the TA card like you have. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 So that was a bit of a that was a bit of an inconvenience, I suppose, to, to have to go through that because it was just so easy before, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's a shame kind of the the freedoms, kind of the ease that we've lost, you know, for people who want to move here now, um, they've got to go through the whole visa process, they may have, yeah. may have to meet income requirements, depending on what they're doing. So yeah, yeah it's, um, it's a bit of a shame. Yeah. Yeah, I saw those income requirements, it was something like 2200 euros a month. So it's a it's a, it's a fair whack. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, yeah, you'd have to have saved or invested quite a lot over your lifetime um if you are retiring and you wanted to retire to spain now yeah. because i think the um kind of the eu income threshold is it's around six seven hundred euros a month maybe so oh, really? it's significant it's significantly lower i can't remember the exact figure but it's significantly lower yeah so what's the what, what's the reason for that uh Honestly, I'm, I'm not too sure, but maybe it's um, to, related to kind of EU freedom of movement and oh. kind of lower, yeah, low income thresholds. Okay, all right, good. So when you come from outside the EU, which is now the case, right, it, it's an extra barrier. That's it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so uh, nothing but bad news from a Brexit front for people looking to come to live on the continent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's it. And uh, how often do you get back? So um, kind of due to the restrictions, um, traveling to and from Spain and the UK, I haven't actually been back in the UK since before the pandemic. Um, I've 
been the last time I was in the UK was January 2020. Yeah. So the complications are kind of um, obviously coming back to Spain. You need a negative PCR test um, done within 72 hours. Yeah. Now the UK, I think, is also asking for that. And you have to spend time. I think it's 14 days in quarantine. Yeah. And then there's kind of the there's the financial implications of that. And then in my case, uh, there's no direct flight from Madrid to Newcastle, my hometown. So I have to go via Edinburgh and then get the train down. So it's, yeah, all in all, it's just, it's a very complicated um, journey to make. Um, and particularly in pandemic times, it's, it's not something that I really want to yeah. be going through yeah. right yeah. now. I thought there would be flights from a place like Newcastle. I mean, there must be some to somewhere in Spain, right? Do they go to Benidorm or somewhere like that or to, down to Valencia or Alicante? Yeah, Yeah. so previously there was um, an easy jet flight to Barcelona very regularly from Newcastle and I believe to Alicante as well. There was Ryanair flights. Um, I think the easy jet flight actually got um, suspended um, because I think they shut down the base in Newcastle, but yeah. Yeah, so everything's everything's more complicated. That's it. That's it. All right. So uh, let's get on to your uh, speciality, which is finance. Uh, you wanted to mm -hmm. chat about the uh, Ibex thirty five, Spain's Spain's famous uh, stock market, which has been a bit of an underperformer. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, so the the Ibex 35, it was one of the worst performing indices in Europe. Uh, I think maybe even of the major economies in the world um, in 2020, it was down, I think it was 15% um, versus the start of the year. And obviously, when you think about kind of how the Ibex is composed, it's very much representative of Spain's economy. So you've got yeah. the tourism stocks like IAG, IENA, who run all the airports in Spain. You've got yeah. the Melia Hotel Group. Um, and you know you've got other companies exactly the banks are struggling as well mm. so yeah when you think about the sectors that have been really impacted um, and you've also of course you've got multinationals in Spain which are doing business in Latin America where currency um, depreciation has impacted their revenues and of course their, their stock value as well yeah 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 well I think I think that I mean I, I don't know this for sure but I think the IBEX has performed fairly badly for a Ever since the the two thousand and eight financial crisis, maybe there were some little, a few a few good stocks in there, but but I think in general, not really, right? Yeah, historically, I think up to two thousand and eight, like you say, it was doing okay, but afterwards, it's it's kind of a, a bear, so a, a trending downward market. The well, only real, honestly, the only stocks that I kind of consider in Spain are mainly. So you have Red Electrica, which is kind of the the electricity infrastructure operator who kind of has a, a government regulated monopoly and then a few of these multinational companies that have kind of very strong strong businesses okay yeah yeah, yeah. so that's uh, that's one of the main issues with that yeah there's not a lot of new companies coming up and uh getting their getting a run at the ibex no um yeah. i think there are some lesser known um um, markets aren't there like the, I think the Madrid market has some up and coming stock in it doesn't it when it comes to technology companies maybe with uh, pharmaceutical companies for example some of these ones that are developing a few things around the country right there's a more promising stock in that yeah so the EBEX obviously it's kind of the top 35 uh, companies in Spain but then below the EBEX you have other companies as well of course that are listed on the Madrid stock market but yeah aren't kind of don't have the capitalization to be listed in the top ones and this yeah there's potential for some good performance in there typically more risky um but yeah 
there's always the potential for more reward as well. That's it. That's it. So uh, when it comes to investing in, in in Spain, what are the what are the what are some of the safe bets? That what are some of the things that you would put your money on at the moment? Are, yeah. are, are there any technology stocks? What about these companies like uh, Glovo? You know the delivery companies or the the Cabify's and things like that. Yeah, I've, I've been interested in looking into them. Um, I, I would imagine I haven't seen them listed in Spain, so perhaps they're part of kind of a holding group um, which they roll up into. There was one stock, I can't remember the name of it, that I saw on my investing app, which is kind of a facial recognition app. Um, it's recently come out on that app. So maybe that could be something for the future if that goes well. Okay. Um, yeah. So if that one goes well, that's it. All right, good, good. Now, anything else, Johnny, that's caught your attention this week? Yeah, so, um, of course, non-Spanish news first, but um, Elon Musk, of course, he's bought a lot of Bitcoin uh, for Tesla, yeah. um, and he's now accepting that payment. And then kind of the Bank of Spain has, um, in return, kind of warned investors about the risks of Bitcoin, kind of its lack of transparency, the complexity of using it and the extreme volatility that comes with it as well. Is that a trend that central banks are doing around the world? I think crypto cryptocurrency is, um, yeah, it's definitely something on central banks radars. So I did a video on my channel actually, where I talked about the EU's project where they're building a case for a digital euro. And I think it's, it's kind of to have an alternative digital currency that's regulated um, because Bitcoin, of course, it's not regulated. Um, it's priced very speculative, whereas a digital euro, for example, would be backed up by the value of the euro. Yeah, so, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, yeah. good. Yeah. So the uh, the cryptocurrencies. Yeah. I um. There's a lot of people spamming the comment section on the videos in recent times about this. Yeah. Yeah, um, I get them as well on my YouTube channel. It's, it's very frustrating. Yeah, it is. It is. You can sort of pick them because the, somebody leaves a comment and then they have like 40 replies uh, all talking about the same thing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So you have that and they'll put the email address in a weird format. They'll kind of space out the phone number. So yeah, yeah. yeah definitely beware of those scams. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful of scams. That's exactly yeah. right. Good. Yeah. All right, John, anything else? Uh, so I think that's all that I had on my kind of stuff to talk about today, Stu. Um, all right, been really good. great now, talking to you. That's it. Now, this is going to be a weekly thing. We're going to get together on a weekly basis. So uh, we'll be talking about different things uh, in coming weeks, but uh, the focus being a little bit on the economy, as we said before, and other things that are happening around Spain that could influence, you know, our lives or other people's lives that are watching the channel and uh, just a general uh, update on what is going on in the millennials with money world as well, Johnny, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm looking forward to more episodes of this. All right. Great. So uh, good speaking to you this week, Johnny, and we'll be in contact for next week. Likewise, Stu. All Have right. a great see you evening. Later. Have a see, you later. see you later, mate. Bye-bye. Good one. All right. So there you go. That was the first video of this new format. It's going to be a weekly video series, having a chat with Johnny to talk about different things that are happening around the country with a focus on the economy. Don't forget to check out Johnny's channel. I'll leave a link in the section below. You can check him out at Millennials With Money. Questions and comments, please leave them in the section below. Debate the situation out as you normally do. Give the video a thumbs up if you liked it, thumbs down if you didn't. We'll see you in next week's video. Hasta luego.